You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. A Super Smiley Adventure is brought to you by State Farm. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm Super Smiley. I'm a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a big girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I'm a pony and we share a big horse. We have a big car. Yeah, we have to, of course. I'm a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. Wolf and Super Smiles, welcome to a Super Smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the pet lifestyle coach, here with my possum co-host, two-time shelter dog, Super Smiley, the ambassador of kindness for State Farm, our amazing national sponsor. State Farm has assembled the Canine Assist Team, which is five elite dogs, including a military dog, a service dog, and Super Smiley, who's a therapy dog and their ambassador of kindness. So that's State Farm's canine assist team. Good boy, Super Smiley. As the pet lifestyle coach, I travel the country with Smiley, helping people adopt the right pet for their lifestyle and then help train them so they keep that pet forever. And here on our show, on a Super Smiley adventure, we explore adventures where animals lead. These can be adventures for fun or missions of animal advocacy or inner journeys of self-discovery where our pets can become our healers and teachers. And Smiley and I are always on adventures. We just left Kentucky where we were acting in a Hallmark film called The Ultimate Legacy with amazing actors, Lee Merriweather and Michael Olivier from Glee. And Super Smiley plays Raquel Welsh's dog. And now on our latest adventure, we are in Florida sharing hurricane pet safety tips with State Farm. Now, if any of you live in Florida, Louisiana, or any place in the South, you may have experienced hurricanes. And you all may remember that Super Smiley and I actually live in Malibu, California, where we have been evacuated many times during firestorms. And hurricane and fire season extends through the fall. So we thought this would be a super important topic to bring you today disaster preparedness with your pets. So thanks to State Farm and their amazing public affairs specialist, Heather Paul, we are bringing you the best of the best when it comes to experience and disaster prep with pets. Hey, Heather, welcome back to a Super Smiley Adventure. Hey, Megan, I feel like I'm becoming a, a regular on your show. <laughs> this is like my, my third third show now that I've done. <laughs> Heather, you are a regular on my show. You're not becoming one. You are regular. And we are so happy that you are here. And we are, are so thrilled with the guests that you've brought with you today. Heather's brought with her three amazing guests, the National Fire Protection Association's Community Outreach Manager with the Wildland Fire Operations Division, Kathy Prudhomme. Now, Kathy has spent two decades developing and implementing fire safety education, and we are so honored to welcome Kathy Prudhomme. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Oh, so we're so excited, and we're also so thrilled to have with us from the Florida State Fire Marshal's Office, Captain Ross Holt and his canine arson dog, Ember. They've been investigating fires for nearly eight years and bring with them a wealth of knowledge. Hi, Captain Ross and Ember. How are you doing, Megan? 
Oh, we're doing great. Welcome to a Super Smiley Adventure. And we also, just to make sure we have the whole country covered, we have from the state of Washington, the fire chief for the Brennan Fire Department in Brennan, Washington, Chief Patrick Nicholson, with his partner, Arson Canine Alley, who assists Chief Nicholson with fire investigations throughout the entire Olympic Peninsula, which is an area of the country that absolutely experiences wildfires. Welcome, Chief Nicholson and Alley. Hi, Megan. Hey. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about this team. And so Smiley and I are in Florida right now, and Hurricane Erica was a near miss for us a few weeks ago. And in California, the wildfires, everyone knows, has been consuming homes, entire neighborhoods, and unprecedented acreage. So with these circumstances, we as pet guardians need to know how to keep our families safe during disasters. And our families include our pets. So let's start at the very beginning with our guests. And since this is Pet Life Radio, Super Smiley wants me to start with a dog. So Captain Ross Holt. Captain Ross, you work with Ember, an arson dog. First, tell us what she does and how you all work together on fires. Okay. Canine Ember is an accelerant detection canine sponsored by State Farm and trained by Maine Specialty Dogs. She goes into fire scenes and detects any type of accelerant or hydrocarbon. It gives our investigators an area where they can pull a sample, send it to the laboratory, and hopefully we can put the bad guy in jail. Oh, that's great, because we certainly don't want people out there starting fires. And and Chief Nicholson, you recently trained through the State Farm Arson Dog Program just this past spring, and you became an accelerant detection canine handler. So tell us how Allie, your arson dog, has changed your work. How does she help you? Well, yes, Megan, I had the opportunity to attend the main specialty dogs program sponsored by State Farm this April and went there through May. And having a canine partner is is amazing. And it it changed the dynamics of my job so much. And now uh, it's very rarely rare that we're separated. And she has been able to speed up my job quite a bit where I would typically be on, on fire scenes for hours or maybe a couple of days where she can point us right to where potential evidence is very quickly. And not only does she save time, she saves me resources where uh, under other circumstances I might have to bring some help in. And just having my canine partner with me in my vehicle, sticking her head between the seats while I drive, and uh, greeting people that walk up, to having her sitting in my office, it's just uh, been an incredible experience. I really didn't know what I was missing all these years in the fire service. I love all the points that you just made, Chief Nicholson. The human-animal bond was just highlighted so beautifully because, as we all know, dogs evolved with, with humans, helped us survive, helped us hunt long, long time ago, protected us from wild bears and all the wild animals, and now they're continuing to help us. You just mentioned how Allie cuts down on the time to find what you're looking for and how she's enhanced your work life. I love all that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Kathy Prudholm, you've worked on a national level. with the National Fire Protection Association for decades. Now, the first question we have for you is how have you seen the importance of fire preparedness with our pets change over that time? Well, just as humans prepare, it's important to have household pets and horses ready year-round for potential evacuations. But a lot of times people are focusing on things that they can do for themselves and for their house, and they forget about their pets, and then when they have to evacuate, it's this last-minute rush to put the things together that they need for them. So they need to prepare in advance. Right, and have you seen that 
animals, dogs, a lot, you know, decades ago, dogs were just, many of them just lived outside and now they're all in our homes. They're traveling with us. They're pet friendly hotels and there's all kinds of pet travel tips that like Smiley and I have been sharing with State Farm. Have you noticed that, that now people are really actively engaged in preparing with their pets? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, when we start talking about family preparedness, people will stop us and say, well, tell me about my pets because my pets (laughs) are my family members. (laughs) They are. People say they're like a family member. I say, no, they're not like a family member. They are a family member. And to one of my favorite people in the whole world, State Farms, Heather Paul. Heather, can you comment on the importance of including our pets in our disaster evacuation plans? Well, you know, as Kathy mentioned and as you've heard from Ross and, and Patrick, you know, the relationship that we have with our animals extends beyond just being animals in the house. They are family. Yes. And yes. whether it's talking about dog bite prevention or safe driving with your pet, certainly when it comes to insurance, preparing for a potential disaster is at the very core of what we do. And if we can take a holistic approach to that, not only just look at how can you prepare your home on the exterior, how can you prepare your human family members as well as your animal family members for a disaster, you are going to be able to be in the best possible situation to not only save your belongings, but also save human lives. Nobody wants to have to go through a catastrophe. So the more information we can get out there to prepare everyone for all the different perils that they may be exposed to, you know, we're helping people to get to a a much better state of awareness and preparedness. I agree with every word you said, and it is so, so true. I've evacuated in Malibu. I'm going to talk about that in a little while with dogs, cats, and horses, leading my horses a mile down the mountain to the beach. So we want to hear about how we can actually prepare, what we need to know, what we need to do. We're going to hear all about that from our four amazing experts right after this break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. State Farm, this is Andrea. Yeah, what if I get into an accident in, say, Accident, Arkansas? Anywhere in the U.S., State Farm has you covered. Uh Uh-huh, and if I hit the only tree in Lone Pine, California? We'll send a tow truck right over. What if I get dinged in Denton? North Carolina or Texas? Uh, both. Then we'll send two trucks. Well played. State Farm handles more claims than any other company. Over 35,000 per day. Call 1-800-STATE-FARM and get to a better state. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure with the National Fire Protection Association's Kathy Prudholm, Fire Chief Patrick Nicholson from Washington State, Captain Ross Holt from the Florida State Fire Marshal's Office, and State Farm's Heather Paul. Now, I'd love to get to some evacuation tips for evacuating with our pets. Kathy, can you give us some ideas as to how we can actually be prepared? Yes. And the thing about it is, is we have to think about it before the evacuation order has been called. So you want to think about what you're going to do and know that you should bring your pets inside at the early signs of a wildfire. That way, if an evacuation notice is issued, they'll be close. You won't have to spend time searching for them outdoors. You know, if possible, 
take your pets with you when you evacuate. You know, you talked about you had to take your horses down to the beach, but if you can yes. take them with you, take them with you because yes. they could encounter problems when they're left on their own or when you come back home, if you have a home to come back to, you could have difficulty locating them when you get back. So, you know, the one thing we want to stress, though, is don't ever delay leaving home during a fire to find your pets because your personal safety could depend on a quick exit. Wonderful. And Chief Nicholson, what are your and Allie's top pet evacuation tips? I recommend that you, like what Kath just mentioned, is having a pre-established plan. But, you know, yes. there's other people in your area that have the same questions that have pets and livestock. And there are frequently forums like we have here uh, about once a quarter, I'll put on a forum at the fire department to allow people to come in with those questions where they can be heard by the whole group. So reach out to your neighbors, um, homeowners associations, maybe you're remote and you have neighbors down the road, but reach out to them and define a plan for evacuation with them so that you can coordinate it. And then as you have uh, been taught in the past for your own safety, having a 24-hour to 40-hour pack for yourself and your supplies. Well, do the same for your animals uh, and your pets and their loved ones as well. And having food and water ready to go and just a grab bag can be very essential um, just as those supplies are for you. Absolutely. That is so important. I want to mention here that Super Smiley and I write a blog for Sergeant's Pet Health Care, and we wrote about our top 10 list for pet disaster preparation. And everybody, that's at supersmileyblog.com. It's the September 9th post, supersmileyblog.com. And Kathy, our very first, very first tip is keep your pet on a leash or confined in a room with you so you can find your pet when you have to go. And my second one was evacuate early and take your pet with you as soon as the warnings are announced. And Kathy, you talked about those. And Chief Nicholson, you talked about plan in advance. I said have an evacuation route planned. And that doesn't only just mean getting out of the neighborhood. That also means getting out of your house. Where are your doors? Can you go out the back? Know how to do it. Have every step in your mind and then you can just go. You won't have to think because it, there's a lot to think about when you have to evacuate. And I have an emergency backpack. I had that one too, Chief Nicholson. So I love all of your tips. And Captain Ross, I know that you and Ember visit schools. What does Ember share with the kids regarding pet safety and evacuation? Well, basically, we tell the children, and they really go crazy when we bring the dogs in. They just love, <laughs> love to see Ember. I mean, yes. Ember gets petted by 100 kids at a time. It's not unusual. <laughs> it's just the greatest thing. But we stress to the kids, make sure that you pack a little first aid kit for your dog because it's going to be hard to find a vet in a disaster. We also tell them to take a picture of your dog. Always have a picture of your dog. If you lose your dog in a disaster, then you have a picture and you have information about your dog on the back of the picture, it'll be easier to recover that dog. That's really great tip. Really at good. least five days of food and water, mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. if the dog's in any medication, have that with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to right now give a shout out to um, the Greensboro Fire Department Station Number 5 because they were gracious. They took a beautiful picture in front of their fire trucks with Super Smiley for our sergeant's blog. And that was actually one of their first tips was pack your dog's medication. Whatever the human needs, if you need food, if you need water, if you need clothes, if you need medication, that's the same list for your pet. So just go through your list and go through it for your pet. So I love that, Captain Ross. And Captain Ross, you also do a Nights Out program. Is that correct? What is that? Well, we have Crime Watch Night uh, or Lights Out or Lights On or whatever. And we bring our dog to different events. 
so everybody can see the dog. We display all kinds of brochures and everything about the program, and then we do a demonstration with the dog so they can see what the dog does. We get two to 3,000 people, at, usually at each event. Wow. Uh, it's a great, great event. Wow, Captain Ross, thank you, and thank you all for being so involved in your communities. This is just amazing. And Heather, what's your top advice for preparing for evacuation with with pets? What would you do? You know, one of the really difficult points, and Ross and and Patrick both touched on it, but it's very difficult when you're evacuating to, one, find a vet, or two, even find a hotel that's going to accept animals. Having that in advance, so again, being prepared for that is critical because in an emergency, everybody is scrambling. You know, traffic is bad and people are trying to find hotels. If you've already got a list of pet-friendly hotels, then that is going to definitely speed up and improve your ability to find some appropriate housing. The other thing that's really important, and Kathy mentioned it, is if you're going to be taking your animals with you, Make sure that you've got your veterinary records with you so that should something happen, you've got their vaccination records if they have any health problems. Don't rely on the local animal shelters to take your dog or cat or pets in. They're going to be inundated already with animal rescues and other situations. They're not going to be able to serve as a boarding facility. So know where you can house your animal in advance is going to be really critical when you're in an emergency situation. I love that, Heather. And I also, one of my top tips is knowing the hotel list, the pet-friendly hotel list in advance. And what you can do is as soon as an evacuation is called or if you know one might be coming, because they always have warnings, this might be coming, make a reservation right then so you don't show up at the hotel and it's already jam-packed with all the animals and the people in the lobby. You have your reservation. So that's even a step further. And Kathy, I, I mentioned earlier that I've been evacuated during the Malibu firestorms and I don't have a horse trailer so I had to leave my horses Starfire and Minnehaha down the mountain and with horses being flight animals and highly sensitive to the energy and emotional states of people and smells like smoke and the noises of helicopters. Kathy can you talk about evacuating with horses? Absolutely and also what you should do if you're unable to evacuate with the horse. But you you need to know your routes out of your neighborhood and make sure that you have a trailer for as many horses as you have or you have a lift of friends or relatives or rescue organizations that will come help you because a lot of people have horses, but they don't necessarily have trailers because the vet visits them on site and those things. So really think about how you're going to get your horses out of there. And again, if the fire is very fast moving, that's not a possibility for you. You need to know what to do for that horse if you can't evacuate with it. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to spray paint your name and your phone number or your address on the horse, or you can braid a temporary ID tag with the information into its mane. You can use clippers to shave that information into the side of the horse's coat. You don't want to just let it run loose, and you really want to think about the kinds of tacks that the horse has on. You don't want to put a nylon halter or rope on it because the heat from the temperature of the fire could melt that into the horse. So you want to make sure that you have leather halters and ropes that you're using with them. So thinking through all of those situations. I love that information. And what we had in Malibu set up was there was a team of 
volunteers who did have horse trailers driving up and down the Pacific Coast Highway, literally picking up all the people standing on the side of the road with their horses. And they took us to a, a university, an agricultural college where the horses were safely housed. And they did what you said. They put masking tape around the, loosely around the horse's neck and wrote the person's name and their phone number so it was secured on the horse. But I love that you can also spray paint it on the side of the horse or shave where you make the phone number and name right there in the coat. That is really, really good ideas. And um, Chief Nicholson, the wildfires have been blazing in Northern California. Now that's up near you. Can you share with us a story about pet evacuation you witnessed or pet recovery during a fire? Can you tell us a story? Well, California has definitely had its uh, issues. We, we've had our own here in Washington State. Uh, yes. We were, my fire protection agency was involved in three very large incidents where we interfaced with other agencies on. And one thing that I had seen occur was uh, quite a few lost dog posters appearing around the community after. We, we didn't uh, have to evacuate any people from our district, but in confusion and fear, people were running around trying to make plans, get accommodations made in the case they would have to be and sometimes their their animals were forgotten about. And sometimes out of fear, if they're afraid that the fire is approaching, they may just uh, turn their animals loose and let them try to fend for themselves. So, again, that, that folds back into um, having a pre-fire plan. And, and the people yes. that, a few people that had done that, it just opened their doors or opened their pastures where they turn out their horses and just let them go. Those people did that because they didn't have a plan and were unsure of what to do. So then they're having to deal with the recovery and asking around and trying to locate their animals um, that they had let loose. Right. It all boils down. It all boils down to preparation. And that's what we're talking about, disaster preparation. And Captain Ross, we all think of Florida as a hurricane state, but not one with wildfires. And I remember driving from a prison dog program I was working on from Tallahassee to Jacksonville and the underbrush, actually under the ground in the swampy, boggy areas, they were smoldering and on fire. Can you talk about wildfires in Florida? I can give you a personal example uh, that I just went through. I live in an equestrian community, yes. and uh, we had a, a small wildfire. And something that I've been reading all this stuff that it didn't mention, after the fire, if you're taking your animal out, beware of your surroundings. I took Ember out to walk on my three-acre parcel on uh -huh. a lead, mm -hmm. and she encountered a six-foot diamondback rattler. Oh. Because... Not thinking of it, when all of that underbrush burns and everything is consumed, those animals, possums, everything, raccoons, no matter what their health condition and snakes, come to areas that aren't burnt. And uh, I was not a, even thinking that I would encounter something like that where I lived. And the snake was ready to strike. You know, rattler was going. So the best thing that I can say from a personal point of view, after the disaster, be aware of your surroundings. Not only animals, glass wood with nails, anything that may harm your animal. That is an excellent point, Captain Ross. Excellent. I know that in Malibu, I've ridden my horse through areas that have been burnt in the Santa Ma Mountain Range. And it is amazing what you see. And there are more snakes out. And I'm glad also that you mentioned the wood with nails in it. It's just, it's an additional precaution that many of us would not even think of. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And Kathy, the bottom line here is preparation is preparation and evacuation. You know, we need to evacuate. Now, is there a difference between fire and hurricane evacuation and preparation, in your opinion? 
you know, the concepts are very, very similar. It's yes. Uh, I think the one thing that's different with a wildfire evacuation is wildfire is so dynamic that you know it moves fast. It's unpredictable. You don't know when it's going to start. Whereas hurricanes, we have a pretty good sense of when meteorologists are telling us that they're going to hit. But wildfires can move quickly and unexpectedly and can travel such a far distance that people are unaware that they're coming towards them. Absolutely. And that's a good reason to prepare for fires before there are even fires in your area. Just have your kit there, have your list there. Like Heather said, have the hotels with the phone numbers there, right ready to go. I love that. And oh, here's a perfect time. I want to give a big shout out to the HOPE organization, which is an animal assisted crisis response organization. Smiley and I are a certified HOPE team and they do so much for educating people on disaster preparation, exactly like what we're talking about. And the HOPE dogs give so much comfort to those who are going through disasters. So thank you and a big shout out to all of the HOPE teams. And Heather, one of State Farm's bottom lines is keeping families safe. Do you have a list of things that you would pack in your personal disaster backpack for dogs? Uh, I would definitely have, because it's stressful, uh, definitely have a familiar toy. If if your dog has a favorite toy, make sure that you've got collars and leashes, food, water, veterinary records. Um, a blanket, definitely practice putting your dog in a kennel, you know, whether it's, you know, a very kennel that's got covered sides. But if your dog's not used to going into a kennel, you may want to practice that at home so they get a little more comfortable. Because in a scary, stressful situation, when you're trying to get them into a kennel so that you can transport them to safety, if your dog's not used to it, then you've just got that added stress going on. It's a real simple thing to do to, you know, practice with some treats, you know, never try to shove or force your dog in because they're already fearful. That could result in them turning around and potentially biting you or even running away. And you don't want to, you know, lose your pet in something like, uh, you know, a wildfire hurricane situation. One other thing I wanted to mention is we've heard some really great tips for homeowners. But, you know, the other people that are that play into this, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's a, a wildfire, is recognizing the risk that our first responders are taking. And when you are not prepared and you have waited and waited to evacuate because maybe you don't have a plan for your animals, that puts those first responders at risk as well because they're responsible for coming in and trying to rescue you if you do need to be immediately evacuated. So think about that. It's, It's your family as well as those first responders that you may be putting at risk if you're not prepared. Oh, I love that, Heather. And even that's even another reason to be prepared. And I, I also loved your list. Let's go through that again. I also have, I added to that collapsible bowls. At the at many pet stores, you can get these little nylon collapsible bowls that will stick right in your pocket, right in a backpack. You can take those with you. And you mentioned bottled water, food for at least five days. Oh, doggies, poop scoop bags. Take your bags. And I like to take not a, a toy and also a towel, something that smells like home that will give you something to sit on if you're going to be sitting in. If you have to sit out on the sidewalk or wait someplace, if you're literally stranded, also it will smell like home to your dog. In medications, medical records, photos, as you all have mentioned. And also for cats, Heather, you mentioned the dog crate. It is so important to have a travel crate for your cat because cats, they just turn into little squirmy, crazy creatures. You know, they, they often do that just in your house anyway when they're playing. So you've got to have that cat confined. Oh, my goodness. And I love all of these. And I can't wait to hear more about what cats 
Kathy is specifically doing with her work in preparing kids and pets for disasters. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Remember when you swore you'd never get married, never have four bedrooms and a minivan, and never have... Twins? We're having twins? And then never happens and becomes the things you never want to be without. For all the nevers you now want to last forever, State Farm is there to help protect them with everything from life insurance to college savings and more. And that's the difference between just having insurance and having a State Farm agent. To find a State Farm agent near you, call 1-800-STATE-FARM or visit statefarm.com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com I'm Jonathan. And I'm Drew. We're the Property Brothers. And we're on a super smiley adventure. back on a super smiley adventure with the National Fire Protection Association's Kathy Prudhomme, Fire Chief Patrick Nicholson from Washington State, Captain Ross Holt from the Florida State Fire Marshal's Office, and State Farm's Heather Paul. Welcome back, everybody. This is such an amazing group we have here today. Thank you, each of you, for joining us on a super smiley adventure. And Kathy, I hear that you have a way cool program from the National Fire Protection Association geared towards youth. Tell us about that. It's a new program. It's called Take Action, and it's Teens for Wildfire Safe Communities. And it's resources that help them really be that role player in their family that helps get their pets prepared and their horses prepared and really do projects in their community that reduces wildfire risk. And those resources are at nfpa.org, Take Action. And there's some really fun videos that were developed specifically for that middle school and high school audience to share through their social networks with their friends to get them involved. But we've really found our work and FEMA's work that that age group is so vital to getting that information home to their families because parents are really busy. They have a million things on their list. But if those kids bring that information home and really nag their parents about, you don't love our pets unless we do these things for them, it really plays a major role in moving them to take those actions. Very, very smart move. And give us the web page again where the video is. Tell it, say it again, please. Sure. It's nfpa.org slash take action. Great. NFPA, like National Fire Prevention Association. Is that correct? You got it. Yep. All right. I love that. And Heather, State Farm is giving grants to these kids or to kids. Tell us about what you're doing. This is awesome. This is just awesome. 
Well, you know, we've been partnering all year on some really, really engaging projects with NFPA and specifically with their FireWise community programs. Getting communities to be better prepared for the risk of wildfire, not just in California and Florida and Colorado and areas of the country where you typically think of wildfires, but wildfire is a risk everywhere. If you've got grass or brush or trees, any kind of greenery or brush, you have a wildfire risk. So one of the ways that we decided, you know, it would be great to engage young people. And as Kathy mentioned, this particular age group is very passionate about animals. You know, we're not going to be able to convince them to go to their parents and say, Mom, I live in a hail-prone area, so we really need to talk about impact-resistant roofing products. Um, <laughs> but if you talk to them about, you know, Sasha is has been you know is our family pet and dog and we would hate to lose her if we weren't prepared suddenly that gets them thinking right right, i've got to do something about this this is a family member and so engaging them in action and getting them started on being responsible for their community so what we've done with nfpa is that there are grant opportunities 20 grants for 500 dollars each with uh, young people that We'll do a community project for preparation or evacuation. It may be something for preparation for wildfire. It could be if there's mudslides, because certainly in areas like California, after you've had a wildfire and if you've got rain or you've, it's been doused with water, you're going to have an increased potential for mudslides. So any of those types of projects, they can go online at nfpa.org slash take action, complete a really simple form, tell us about your project, and they could be a recipient of $500 that will go towards their either their own education as a young person, or they can donate it to a local nonprofit to help with their wildfire activities. I love that. And once again, this is such a perfect example of all of you, including State Farm, just being engaged in the community and giving back, giving all of your your knowledge and to help people, which is, I love this. I just love it. And Chief Nicholson, on our show here, one of our themes is animals as healers and teachers. And this theme is such a fit with the great work that arson dogs like Allie, that they do. And has she been a teacher to you? What has she taught you personally working with her? Well, she's taught me patience and she's really gotten me to uh, renew an appreciation for family and for for work. And I've been in the fire service uh, for a little while, and it's easy to get complacent and to get into a routine. And she has revitalized me and returned my enthusiasm for the job. But she reminds me when I'm feeling stressed. She watches my back when my back's turned. And she is so much more than just um, a tool in the toolbox. She is a member of the family, but she watches out for me and my family members with uh, three children who um, love her and adore her, and, and she's been to their classrooms. But she enhances my ability to convey fire safety. And going to classrooms, they don't necessarily remember who I am, but they remember Allie and her. Right. And they remember the message that she sends. But she has become a tool for me and to let me know when... Uh, you know, I need to, to step back and, and take a breath and then sit down and relax, and, and she uh, ensures that I do that. I love this, and I love the words you use, like revitalized. I mean, what beautiful words. And these dogs, they do this. They really do. They add to our lives. They don't just only enhance our lives. They make our lives bigger and grander in the most wonderful sense of those words. So I love that. And Captain Ross, what has Ember taught you about life? Have you learned anything from her? 
And she's been a friend. Um, she's part of my family. She's my partner. She's with me 24-7. She mm-hmm. rides in my canine vehicle. Uh, we're a law enforcement agency. Uh-huh. So she, she brings out a satisfaction when we can make a case. Right. When we can uh, prosecute somebody that's injured a firefighter or caused a death. Oh, and, uh, yeah. She testifies in court. Uh, she's just, uh, she's amazing. That's Did you say she say. testifies in court? Did you just say that? Yes, she testifies how, in court. Tell uh, us how she does that. I don't know anything. We don't know anything about that. How does, how does she testify in court? The uh, state attorney will bring her into court. They'll yes. ask me to demonstrate her abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a drop of 50% weather gasoline, place it in the room. She'll search for it, find it, sit and alert, and then she'll be compensated with food. Or <laughs> they'll put a drop on one of the jury members shoes and put five or six jurors in a line and she'll find the one with a drop on her on her shoe and alert just to satisfy the jury that she actually knows what she's doing and, wow. and what she found is real the jurors smile at you and give a thumbs up <laughs> sitting in the, in the stand and it's kind of rough to look away but it, it's really empowering let me tell you i love that and I, again i love these words empowering these animals are just amazing just amazing and speaking of animals being empowering as healers and teachers super smiley i want to share with you he has a kindness program teaching kids kindness through animals and mark winter the co-founder of pet life radio our amazing producer here he wrote a beautiful wonderful song about super smiley sharing kindness around the world and we posted this as a super cute animated music video and the animation was done by out of our minds animation studios and state farm supports the super smiley kindness music video so uh, we want to give a huge shout out to mark winner our super producer to state farm and to out of our minds studios and new news msn just added our video to their webpage. so thank you msn and i'd love for all of you to watch it just google super smiley kindness video and it will come up there so please do that we're sharing kindness around the world and before we go i'd love to get quick parting thoughts from each of our amazing guests so the national fire protection association's kathy prudholm any parting thoughts to our listeners just really be familiar with what happens in a wildfire evacuation and know how and when to leave and build a kit for each animal perfect well said and fire chief patrick nicholson what would you like to share yeah, never forget the power of the relationship that you can establish with your pets and remember that they're part of your family too. Perfect. I love it. Captain Ross Holt from the Florida State Fire Marshal's Office, what would you like to leave us with? After 18 years of being a, a canine handler in the state of Florida, I would like to say, come on down, see how our dogs work and see just what we can do. <laughs> I love that. I we're love- always trying to sell our program, you know, it, it, it's not about us. It's about our dogs, and uh, we'd welcome you to come down, check out what we do, and uh, we'll even let you have some time off to spend on the beach. Oh, I love that. Well, Captain Ross, I'm in Jacksonville right now. I may just come on down. You know, <laughs> you never know. I may be down there. And State Farm's Heather Paul, we adore you as our regular guest. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? I'm getting ready to go down to Florida. So, um, no, no, I just thank you very much for being such a great advocate for animals and, and for safety. You know, Megan, Super Smiley, you know that you're my heroes. And uh, being able to share this type of information is so critical. It really is not only for to help with preparation, but help with recovery. Having advocates like you out there gives me a peace of mind as well. Oh, thank you so much, Heather. Everything you all said was absolutely perfect. We want to wish all of our listeners, everyone, a 
super safe fall during this hurricane and fire season. And again, quick reminder, go to supersmileyblog.com to see our top 10 pet disaster prep tips at supersmileyblog.com. And don't forget to Google Super Smiley Kindness video to help Smiley share kindness around the world. And thank you. Thank you and bless you. Thank you again to the National Fire Protection Agency's Kathy Prudholm, Fire Chief Patrick Nicholson from Washington, Captain Ross Holt from the Florida State Fire Marshal's Office, and to State Farm and to State Farm's Heather Paul. Thank you to all of you. Bye. And from all of us here at Pet Life Radio on a Super Smiley Adventure, we hope you love all your adventures with your pets. And until next time, woof and super smiles. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLightRadio.com.